What is up, everybody? Whale Talk episode 28 is here. It's been a lot. It's been a lot of time. It's been a couple weeks since I've made an episode. Uh, definitely gonna get back on track finally now. Uh, just uh, life went to shit for a while. I'll tell you that. It's been the roughest months. Probably like yeah, month the roughest two months of my life. Uh. Had a surprise heart surgery. That was fun. Gonna have two surprise heart surgeries. Have to get a second one soon. But that one's not as bad as the first one. The first one was pretty scary. Very life-threatening stuff. But shit. Uh, happy I'm here. Definitely happy I'm here. Definitely back. You know, finally caught up on everything I missed. That's been pretty fucking fun. I'll tell you that. Uh, fucking AEW still rolling to me, still doing damn good. NXT has been fucking turning it up a notch. New Japan, always golden. Um, Raw, eh, it's gotten a little better. SmackDown is the absolute worst show ever, like, legit. I had to, like, force myself to catch up on SmackDown. I did not want to watch SmackDown at all, but I'm all cut up. You know, life kicked my ass. Here I am. I've had plenty of time. I'm out of work right now for still a while. Got a fucking ID in my arm as I sit in my my room here, but you know, in my own in my place. But it's crazy because I never thought I would see any of my like my room or my stuff or you know ever again. But shit, enough with the depressing shit. Let's talk about that good old fashioned wrestling. Uh, a little catch up. Uh, the build to Wrestle Kingdom is doing good. Uh, fucking Moxley is back in New Japan. So fucking happy. I just, I just like him more in New Japan. I don't know what it is. This guy's got like, like a fucking swagger to him in New Japan. That he has an AEW too. He's still a beast in AEW. But I don't know. It's just something about New Japan. I think it's the theme, man. I think it's the theme and the, the whole Death Rider thing. Because I don't like the paradigm shift of the name. First finish, I like the Death Rider. That just sounds fucking cool. It sounds like Ghost Rider. So I'm like, yo, that's hype. But yeah, Moxley's back in New Japan. Texas Death Match with uh, fucking uh, uh, Vance Archer, Lance Archer. You know, whichever you want to say. Uh, that that's match is going to be fucking fire. I cannot wait for the fucking Wrestle Kingdom. So excited. It's looking like such a great fucking show. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi is back. I have to catch his matches. I think he did a tag match against Osprey. Uh, I think that was like yesterday or today. I'll have to check that out soon because I've been more, That's one of my favorite dudes in New Japan. That's top five right there. Like I, I think he should be world champion. <laughs> you know, I love Naito, Evil, fucking Sonata, Bushi. I like all of them, but something about Hiromu, man. The guy is fucking special. That guy is charisma. Everything. That guy's just everything. Speaking of New Japan, that's what I actually have in the back. I'm actually watching some Golden Lovers uh, versus Young Bucks right now in the background. You know, just chilling. Have it on mute, you know, not interrupt me. Uh, but yeah, TLC was last week. I thought it was an average show. Just to give my quick thoughts on it. Average show, I think. Meh. Uh, the whole thing with the Kabuki Warriors is crazy. And the whole, you know, Charlotte and Kyrie same thing. I fucking love Charlotte, so... I'm like, damn it, Charlotte. <laughs> Why'd you have to do that? Uh, props on Becky for trying to protect Kyrie Sane and all that stuff. But it was crazy shit. You know, that that paper could have been good. 
Uh, sleeper match was definitely Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy and fucking uh, New Day in the ladder match with uh, The Revival. Which, oh, they made a joke of The Revival on this SmackDown, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I just finished watching SmackDown. I'm recording this this part a little earlier, but I just finished watching SmackDown. Because I watch my wrestling all out of fucking whack. Like, I watch Raw on Tuesday. <laughs> I watch AEW Dark before I watch AEW. Then I watch AEW. AEW and NXT are, like, the only two I watch on the day. Like, on the fucking hour on the day. I watch AEW live. And I watch NXT recorded right after. <laughs> but And then SmackDown, I watch whenever the fuck. It could be a Sunday. It could be a Monday. It could be a Monday. Because <laughs> I just try to prolong not watching SmackDown. Because SmackDown sucks eggs. But shit, uh, yeah, so I've been all caught up. I'm all caught up with everything I gotta see. Uh, gotta catch up a little bit more on NXT UK, because I know they got a pay-per-view coming soon, and the last TakeOver, you know, TakeOver UK one was really fucking good. Gave me one of my matches of the year, which I hope I can get to that, too. At least, uh, do a top ten match of the year involving all companies. Because that would be hard to do, like, ten, 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 ten. I could totally fucking do it, but... I was like, ah, let's make it even harder for myself and narrow it down. Uh, spoiler alert, it's going to be a lot of New Japan. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of New Japan at AEW. <laughs> I'll tell you that for sure. Uh, Multi-New Japan. That G1, man. That G1 always takes over my fucking top 10s. It's like everyone's like, oh my god. Every time you do a top 10, it always has New Japan. I'm like, well, blame the fucking G1 for giving us... You know, fucking godlike five-star matches all fucking time. But let us start it off. Monday Night Raw. Let's get into, you know, the Raw goodness. Uh, big, big recap. Seth Rollins turning heel, which I am so happy about. I didn't think they would have the nuts to turn Seth heel, but thank the Lord they actually listened. They didn't give us a Roman Reigns. I really thought they weren't going to turn him for a while, but I'm so happy. He's turned, you know, he revealed himself in the van, which, what kind of van has a fucking computer chair in the back, by the way? But whatever, he revealed himself, he stomped out Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens doing pretty good as a babyface. I like that he's not a dumb babyface, he's kind of like a self-aware babyface. I think that's pretty cool. But, you know, Kevin is back there, you know, he destroys the van, Seth reveals himself. Oh, I guess Seth Rollins, he's evil. Uh, Seth starts off raw, you know. Plenty of promo talking about his boys. He's got the you know the power to back it up, and he's got a problem to take care of on this raw. You know I love the AOP. I love the AOP man. Like I I got fucking AOP merch on right now. That's how much I love these guys. I actually bought their shirts. <laughs> they have two shirts. I'll tell you right now. They have two shirts, and I have both of them. Look, I love the AOP. Fucking love their dominance in NXT. I still remember when they fucking won the Dusty Classic. Is it cool? Yeah, it's it's, it's called the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, they're doing one soon. They just showed the graphic for that NXT. But big, big fan of the AOP. I've always said these guys have been underutilized on Raw. Like, look at them. Look at them. These are two guys that can go. They fucking hanged on with fucking DIY. Or fucking uh, TM61 and all them people. Like, they were they were killing it, man. They were fucking killing it. So, Seth is basically saying, I got something I gotta do, but you guys ain't gonna like it. I love the whole dynamic with him and the AOP. Uh, we get the Good Brothers coming out, um, the fucking, uh, Viking Raiders, um, I love Gallows and Anderson, one of my favorite tag teams, you know what I'm saying, fucking, you know, OG, New Japan, Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows, fucking fire, 
But I am sick and tired of watching them fight the Viking Raiders. Like, we get it. They were the first people to beat them. Blah, 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 blah. Now the second, I guess, because they did it again. But I'm not going to lie. This is a good match. I actually got into this match. Uh, Hard-hitting stuff here. Uh, Viking Raiders have been killing it. I hate when they do, like, you know, they fight jobbers because I feel like they're beyond that. Like, they're the fucking tag team champions. They don't need to fight jobbers anymore. Come on now. Let's give them some real competition. So, I enjoyed this match for actually having real competition. It was much better than their pay-per-view match with a stupid KFC involvement. I don't even know what the fuck that was about. Like, shit, I guess Vikings like chicken. Uh, don't tell Jim Cornette about the advertisement, though. <laughs> uh, so, fucking, um... Yeah, this was a pretty good match. Uh, there was a scary spot here where fucking uh, Carl Anderson went to back suplex. Eric. Fucking hate their new names. It's so stupid. So Eric goes to like, you know, float over and he almost drops him. He almost drops himself on his fucking head. That scared the crap out of me. Uh, fucking uh, Ivar. <laughs> you know, the fucking Yu-Gi-Oh slash Digimon monster. Such a dumb name. What was wrong with fucking Hanson? Ugh. So Ivar, the Digimon, comes in. He starts, you know, House of Fire, cartwheel, clothesline, you know. Oh, you do that yell. I always tell everybody, you know you get a good Viking Raiders match when you get the cartwheel into a clothesline by Hanson. That's when you know the fire's on. But both got a double dive by fucking uh, Hanson and Roe. I'm still going to call Hanson and Roe. Double dive by them. We go to the commercial. That's the problem with Raw matches. That's the one thing I really appreciate from AEW's. Is um their first match is always usually like commercial free, like you know what I mean. They have weird times to cut to commercials after that, but usually the first match or the first like thirty minutes, so maybe even forty is not interrupted by fucking commercials. This match had like fucking four commercial breaks. It felt like I was like, oh my fucking god, kill me. But again, more control by uh fucking Carl. It's good to see Carl actually getting a lot of ring time in his match. Fucking, the dude gets, like, powerbomb, spine buster. It looked a little botchy, but it was nice looking. Ivar fucks up. He about to hit the big moonsault. He misses. Boom. Magic killer. One thing they actually protected about this move. I don't think no one's kicked out the magic killer still, which I'm very happy about. Uh, Eric Rowan has the weird fucking gimmick. He's basically Black Rain from TNA. I swear to God, it's going to be a rat. Just like Black Rain. It's going to be a rat. He's going to show it. Fucking. Uh, and then he's going to bring some guy named Killer Backwards, Relic. Yo, shout out to Relic. Shout out to TNA, man. <laughs> I w one day I want to do a whole pod of just me talking about my favorite TNA storylines. And by favorite, I mean that time Abyss had, you know, a fucking Hulk Hogan's Hall of Fame ring and he had superpowers. But we'll get to TNA some other time. But um, yeah, fucking. Uh, uh, Rowan, I forget. is it Eric Rowan or anymore? I don't even fucking know anymore. So Rowan, you know, I actually like Rowan. That's the weirdest shit. I'm not gonna lie. That whole thing with Daniel Bryan actually made me made me really appreciate Eric Rowan. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Fucking sucks, but uh, good to see his better half. Uh, fucking Luke Harper's out of there, man. My boy's gonna be a big fucking star, yo. I'm telling you right now, Luke Harper G1 next year. My boy's gonna be in it. He's gonna be fire. Uh, but yeah, we get to Eric Rowan. He has a pet, you know. I'm still trying to catch up on everything. We got that fire dubstep theme song. Uh, every fucking jobber tries to fucking um. <laughs> this jobber makes me laugh because the jobber he fought. Everybody kept saying looks like Jay White. I didn't see it at first. 
And I'm like, shit, it looks like Jay White if he was like a super ultra young boy again with no muscles. Eric Rowan destroyed him. Uh, three claw choke slams. Uh, Andrade has beef with Humberto Carrillo. Humberto Carrillo has beaten Andrade twice now. And Andrade is like, uh, this is just the beginning. I'm going to make that little boy suffer. And I'm like, yeah, cool shit. Whatever, you know, I'm all right. I'm all right with that. You know, let's just make the two guys Spanish guy feud always. <laughs> Put Rey Mysterio in it. Fuck it, make it a three-way feud. Uh, fucking uh, Liv Morgan. We finally get to see Liv again. Uh... The makeover is happening. Really cool vignette of her, like, taking a bath. And she's like, I gotta destroy myself to rebuild myself. And I'm like, alright. Uh, so stupid. I wish I could have just put her on SmackDown and make her, you know, with the whole Wyatt thing. Alright, everyone's favorite storyline. Bobby Lashley and Lana. The fucking train wreck, as I call it. But it's, I don't know. I, I, I know it's a shitty storyline, but... I don't know, I guess it's, I guess it's something, you know, people are chanting Rusev Day again, so yay. <laughs> Rusev's got the best shirts ever, I fucking won that Donald Duck shirt, all white with just Donald Duck's face, fire, fire. Uh, I gotta raid Rusev's closet one day. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this storyline to give a big review, like, a big, you know, like, get back to it. I don't mind it, it's annoying, Lana... Sometimes her promos are kind of funny, but yet kind of annoying. Lashley's doing the best he can with it, I think. You know what I mean? It's just, fuck, I love Lashley. Like, if people need to go back and watch heel Lashley and TNA, man. TNA used Lashley right, bro. Same thing with McIntyre. Tell you. And you'll grow an appreciation for Bobby Lashley, especially when MVP was his mouthpiece, bro. Ah. Great times. So basically, Lana is giving him permission to marry her. Uh, so I don't know what the hell's going on. I care less. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, we get fucking R Truth coming out. The 24 7 7 11 European TV WCW fucking IWGP G1 winner champion over here. Uh, R Truth in a serious match uh, against, yo, the fucking boy. I want to give credit to fucking Akira Tozawa, man. This guy's been killing every performance he's in. Fucking love that match with him and Leo Rush. I really liked that match with um, uh, Akira Tozawa and McIntyre, even though it was a squash match, but it was a cool squash match. Dude, he's just been killing it. I think he fought Buddy Murphy, too. Akira Tozawa, man. This guy is so good. I've always liked him. I've always thought he's had, like, a lot of weird, like, charisma, you know, like, not with the yelling thing, the, all that stupid stuff. I like him just being weird, but this is actually a good match of our truth, believe it or not. It was fucking weird, but I actually didn't mind this match. Uh, Kira Tozawa ends up rolling up our truthful, and then uh, here comes the 24-7 brigade. Ooh, yay. So, yeah, uh, we get Ricochet versus Kira Tozawa, and this was a fantastic match. I actually really enjoyed these two going at it. Ricochet hitting all his shit. Uh... Ricochet ended up advancing a little bit more, but uh, I gotta uh, Ricochet. What the fuck, dude? I think he hit these same spots in every single match. The whole, you know, uh, drop kick, uh, standing shooting star press. I love Ricochet, man, but that was kind of stupid. I'm like, you have a million moves up your arsenal. You didn't even hit Vertigo or any of that shit. You know, you're fucking, you could have hit a fucking, you know, that fucking uh, Northern Lights brain buster. You could have done so much cool moves you have. And you just kept hitting the same little comeback every time. I'm just like, I don't know, that's stupid. I'm like, dude, 
You have a million moves. That's like AJ Styles doing the same shit all the time. Like, this dude, you can look up, the videos are, like, famous. Fucking AJ Styles and his 150 signatures. Like, AJ's got moves for days. But whoever wins this gauntlet match, I forgot to say that. Whoever wins this gauntlet match fights Rey Mysterio. And it is Akira Tozawa and a Ricochet. Good back and forth here. These guys did some cool spots. Ricochet did this cool, like, backpack fucking Samoan drop, inverted Samoan drop thing. That was pretty cool. Uh, Kira Tozawa with a cool spot where he hits the deadlift German suplex, but he powers up Ricochet. That was cool. Uh, hits a nice spin kick. He does that, like, uh, spin kick where he misses the first one. He kicks them for the second one. Then he slides under their legs, and he gives them a German suplex. That was cool stuff. Ricochet starts coming back. Hitting, uh, standing shooting star press, his favorite move. He hit it, like, 700 times. Uh, both guys super kick each other. Uh, ripcord, uh, fucking, uh, uh, God, say that five times. He, he had the code breaker. He had a ripcord code breaker. What the fuck did they call it? The recoil. Ooh. He hit the fucking code breaker, right? Uh, and he took out Kira Tozawa. Next, we get Matt freaking Hardy. And man, Matt Hardy's like one of my all-time favorites. Everyone makes fun of me for that. But I fucking loved Matt Hardy back in 2006, 2007. Fucking SmackDown. V1 Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy and ECW was pretty cool. Matt, when he was fucking Kingdom Hearts Matt from 2010. Cold-blooded Matt Hardy with the braids, fucking, you know, the elite Matt Hardy, big money Matt. Matt has proven this man's a genius. He He's like Cody Rhodes to me. Like, a lot of people, like, you know, I shit on Cody sometimes because, like, I like to make fun of Cody because Cody says some stupid stuff sometimes. And Cody as a baby face to me is trash, but whatever. He's over, so I can't say shit. But Cody Rhodes makes everything work. He made the stupid mustache work. He made dashing Cody Rhodes work. Best gimmick ever. Undashing Cody Rhodes work. He made the tag team hardcore Holly work. People like that are always, I think, really good to have. They're smart people. You know what I mean? It's like uh, Kenny. Kenny's made fucking every gimmick work you could think of. It's like people like that are special, man. Like Damien Sandow. You know, he's doing his Aaron Stevens now in NWA. But people that can make anything work are good to have. I'm telling you. Those guys last. But this was a great fucking match with Matt, too. This is the best match on Raw because it was like a million, zillion hours long. Uh, Matt and Ricochet throw a lot of cool spots. Uh, I like the spot where basically Matt is acting like uh, Cold Blood. I mean, he's acting like Broken Matt Hardy. He's doing the elite thing. He's doing the turnbuckle thing. You know, he's doing uh, all his uh, usual mannerisms. Does the whole put him in a headlock and start beating the crap out of him. He's acting like... um. Broken Matt Hardy, which is weird, but he looks like fucking Attitude Era Matt Hardy. I'm so confused. I'm like, what is going on? My brain hurts. Uh, but this is a good match. Uh, favorite spot is where Ricochet goes to the springboard clothesline and Matt catches him in a fucking uh, side effect. Uh, fucking Matt hitting a fucking Razor's Edge powerbomb. That was cool. I've never seen Matt hit that movie. Probably has, honestly. Back in his Cruiserweight title days, but... Uh, Matt Hardy ends up getting uh, beat by Ricochet. He gets rolled up with a twist of fate attempt. We get Umberto Carrillo versus Ricochet. Uh, again, this is another good match. Uh, fucking Ricochet putting up a, a good-ass performance. Just like I said, just him hitting the kind of repeat moves is kind of annoying. Uh, Rey Mysterio, fucking Birdman hand, chilling in the background. For some reason, he's swaying around like a boxer. I'm like, Ray, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you gonna fight the TV? Fucking, oh shit, gonna take down basic cable. So, Alberto Carrillo, uh, I'm a big fucking fan of Alberto Carrillo. Like, I, I, I've i always liked this guy since I saw him in NXT. 
And then he did good in um, 205 Live, and I think he did good on Raw. I like his rivalry with AJ. I just wish they would have done a little bit more. But this is some good stuff. Selena Vega comes out, you know, to watch his match, quote-unquote. A.K.A., you know, distracting the motherfucker. But Ricochet and uh, Umberto still have a whole fucking match. They have a whole match. Okay, Umberto hit a fucking, um, Umberto hit a fucking reverse Super Huracurana. And fucking Ricochet did that whole fucking anime bullshit that Osprey did. He landed on his fucking feet. I was like, oh shit, what the hell? Speaking of Osprey, I like how Ricochet uses Osprey's spot now. The whole, you know, uh, do the moonsault, spring from their chest, and then hit the enziguri. I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, but this is a good match. And Brett Carrillo ends up beating uh, fucking Ricochet with a big moonsault, Aztec press or whatever. Andrade comes out, beats the shit out of him from behind. The match doesn't even begin. He's beating the crap out of him. He hits the knees in the corner. He puts his jacket over his face. He starts hitting more knees in the corner. He gets him to the outside, gives him a DDT on the concrete, takes him out. That actually looked pretty damn vicious. I will give him that. That looked rough. But I'm okay with this. Continues their feud, and basically Andrade gets his heat back from losing two matches in a row to Umberto Carrillo. So I'm okay with this, you know? Uh, I don't know what the fuck they're ever going to do with Andrade. This guy's world champion written all over him. He has legit... I think he probably has my second or first favorite NXT title run. I love this title run. I thought his title run was fucking fantastic. Ugh, I loved it. Loved him in NXT, man. But this is good heat. Uh, Rey Mysterio comes out. You know, they talk shit. They stretch him out. Fucking Rey is standing out there. And here comes the A-O-P. And they beat the shit out of Rey. And Rey and Seth comes out. And he's like, hey, you know that thing I had to take care of? He grabs the pipe and he's like, someone gave Kevin Owens a pipe to take, uh, you know, me down and take down the AOP. So I'm like, this was actually pretty okay storytelling. I'm like, that makes fucking sense. Because I did find out weird how Razor's like, yo, you want to kill these niggas? Here's <laughs> a fucking pipe. So I thought that was good stuff. He basically said, Ray, I could end your whole career right now, but I'm not going to. I'm being a nice guy about it. He comes back, gives him a curve stomp. Just walking backstage, you know, just basically saying, hey, I, I'm opening a challenge. Rey Mysterio, I challenge you for the U.S. title next week. And I'm like, huh, Rey versus Seth, U.S. title? I'm down. Shit. Heel Seth is the best. Like I said, babyface Seth is good when he's actually liked. But fucking heel Seth is where it's fucking at, brother. Like, heel Seth is the man. Literally. Asuka... We get Asuka by herself. She Actually, Kyrie Sane does come out, you know, but she gives her, like, the respect nod and then kind of goes to the back. Poor Kyrie, man. That girl was, oof, that girl was, you know, abused at TLC. I felt so bad for her. Oh, especially when Charlotte gave her that power bomb where she could barely get up and it looked like she was just saying no. Oh, it was, it was bad. I don't even like talking about it. It was bad. But we get uh, NXT Deanna Perrazzo coming out, and I got pretty excited. I like Deanna Perrazzo, but I mostly like what comes with her, and that's Chelsea Green, because they got that whole VXT thing uh, going. And I was pretty happy because I thought she was going to be here, but uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, she actually has a match next week on Raw, which I'm very much looking forward to. Big fan of Chelsea Green. I think, legit, she can be like one of the future big stars of the women's division. Her, Tessa, you know, EO, of course, fucking Rhea Ripley, which 
fucking, that's how you make a star right there. I'll talk about more of that later. But Diana Peraldo comes in and just fucking bro kicks this shit. Bicycle kicks the fuck out of Asuka. Asuka's caught off guard. These two girls actually have a pretty fucking good match. I actually like this match because Asuka was just going in. She was pissed off. But Perazzo still kept fighting back, trying to get some roll-ups here and there. Asuka was working every submission she could think of. Then Perazzo was working her Fuja armbar, too. I don't know. I just thought this was a good match. It was a good spot where Asuka takes Perazzo by the hair. She just starts kicking her in the face. Perazzo's not even fucking blocking it with her hands. She's just getting kicked in the face. Just kicked in the face, kicked in the face. Uh, locks in the Asuka lock hard way. Good, uh, good wrenching on the Asuka lock. And Deanna Perazzo taps out. Uh... Becky Lynch promo backstage was saying, you know, Asuka still owes her one. Asuka's the only person she hasn't beat. And I give credit to Becky. I thought this was a good promo. I have not been the biggest fan of Becky Lynch ever since this whole man gimmick started. But I give her credit. This is a good promo. And I'm actually looking forward to the match of her and Asuka. Yeah, I know Asuka's going to lose or whatever. What are you going to do? But this, this actually has a year build because... Asuka tapped out Becky to that fucking, like, weird headlock thing she did. You know, a modified Asuka lock. You want to follow Michael Cole? Uh, fucking uh, almost a year ago at the Royal Rumble. So, I think this has a really good story where we go back to the Royal, you know, we go to the Royal Rumble, and here you go. It's a fucking year in the making, which I'm like, wow. WWE doing a year build for a match. Randy Orton here versus AJ Styles. Randy Orton has been fucking with AJ for a while. Screwing him on matches, and I'm sad, man. We got baby face Randy Orton back. It's it, it, he's not really super face, more like a tweener. But man, I'm gonna miss heel Randy. I, I feel like they always sweep the rug under him. Like remember when Randy was going out torturing people? Like you remember how he took out Ty Dillinger's fingers because you know he does a ten thing. Fucking Jeff with the earlobe, and he was doing all this evil shit. I'm like, why couldn't they leave that? Like, he goes after something, you know, that someone has a problem with. Like, I couldn't imagine Randy having a storyline of Daniel Bryan and going after the whole concussion in the neck thing. That would have been cool. You know, that would have been real fucked up, I think, because it would have been like, oh, shit, Randy's out here legit going for people's real, like, injuries and shit. You know what I mean? They make an example, Cena was back, and he started going after Cena's neck or something like that. But this match was okay. Uh, the WrestleMania match was a thousand times better. Like I said, if it ain't a pay-per-view, Randy ain't really going all in. But AJ Styles ends up losing. He gets hit with the RKO in midair. You know, the finish that fucking WWE loves. Uh, we get a big brawl. Viking Raiders come out to save uh, fucking uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Get advantage. All that stuff. Basically madness. And that was raw. Uh, Gauntlet match was the fucking highlight. Uh, heel Steph. Good stuff. Good promos. Love heel Seth promos. Becky Lynch, really good promo. Deanna Perrazzo and Asuka was a nice surprise that I really enjoyed. I thought that was really cool. And that was raw. Not bad. Not bad. Alright. AEW Dark, episode 11. Uh, very good episode of AEW Dark, I think. <clears throat> uh, building up to, you know, uh, the tag team match between the Young Bucks. And fucking... Um, uh, SCU, so good build there, uh, the special, I love the whole special guest commentator thing, I think that is so fucking cool, how, you know, we had Taz the other fucking time, and then we, you know, we had, like, you know, people on the roster, like, Joey Janela was on here, and he was killing me, the dude's hilarious, 
Fucking, um, and we had Vicky Guerrero. Not that she, you know, Vicky Guerrero didn't bring anything to fucking commentary. But it was fucking cool. Fucking Vicky Guerrero came out, you know, like, kill me and all that shit. You know, she was just drooling over Private Party. <laughs> uh, Private Party is out. Fucking, um, and it is Private Party versus, let me look in my notes. Oh, it's Private Party versus SCU. SCU's got a, te- uh, a tuner match, I guess you would say. You know what I mean? Going into the the big match with them in the Young Bucks. Uh, Private Party still fucking entertaining as hell. Love love both guys. Really cool guys. Fucking oh god, I love the yelling one of them does. I'm still not great with their fucking names. I know I I want to say is Isaiah Cassidy or something like that. I don't know why. I'm just really bad with names. Usually, I, I don't get it because New Japan. I can remember man stupid people like you know I can remember fucking names that I can barely pronounce, but like you give me English and I'm just like why can't I remember these people's names? So I'm really pro- uh, every private party match you're gonna hear me just struggle with a fucking name. I'm like Jr. Man, I'm just gonna call him whatever you call it. <laughs> well, this is a good ass match. A lot of cool stuff here. Uh, more and more I see SCU man. I realize how much fucking I like Frankie Kazarian. He just, he's so motivated these days. It feels like I'm watching Kazan. Everyone remember TNA. I think it was 2008 or 2007. Kazarian versus Kurt Angle. And I think it was for the title when Kurt Angle was TNA World Champion. They had one of my favorite matches in TNA that no one talks about. I thought that shit was fantastic. Uh, fucking. Oh, uh. Good back and forth here. Again, uh, this was all... They got a lot of time on this match. Fucking um, Scorpio Sky still showing more of that charisma. Like, you know, he's you definitely could tell they're grooming him for something big. Dude is athletic as all hell. He's good on the shtick, so what can you want? You know what I mean? I got nothing wrong with them pushing someone who actually deserves it. But you could tell, like, there's extra, like, you know, care when Scorpio Sky's out there. Uh, big hot tag. By a uh, private party, you know, they start hitting their usual offense. Uh, they try to set up for the gin and juice, but they ended up hitting this uh, flapjack bulldog type move, which I liked. I thought it was really cool looking. Uh, they hit the fucking, that, that move where you say cheese, where he puts him in like a camel clutch and the uh, fucking other one comes in and he fucking stomps him out. Uh, Kazarian ends up trying to make the save. Uh, they hit him with the kid and play dance while beating up Scorpio Sky. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, fucking Kazarian ends up saying, fuck that, and missile drop kicks one of them and takes out the other one with the fucking taste of pain or whatever you want to call it. Or the one night stand. It's a move that Kurt Hawkins does where it's like a fucking like weird pump handle fucking throw. But I only know it because of Kurt Hawkins. Uh, but fucking crazy dive to the outside. Uh, there was a part that one of the fucking Scorpio Sky Triple H. Like, everyone remember the famous spot where Triple H got kicked in the face. I think it was by Randy. And he wouldn't fall. Fucking Scorpio Sky ended up doing one of those where he was trying to turn around for a move. And fucking he just kept wobbling and wobbling and wobbling and wobbling. I thought that was pretty funny. I always think of Triple H when I think of that spot. But SCU later by SCU, they get the clean win. You know, SCU getting rich. 
Uh, we get a promo by the Nightmare Collective. Uh, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people are kind of shitting on this, but I kind of really like... I, I, I don't know. I've just always been a fan of Brandy. You know, it helps that she's fucking gorgeous. Oh, my Lord. Well, I kind of like... I think she's pretty good at promos. You know what I mean? I think she's actually pretty good. Just like her husband. Cody's fucking fantastic at promos. Well, he has to be. Look at his fucking dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I I kind of like the whole Nightmare Collective thing. They're teasing, you know, getting uh, Chris Statliner, which is... I fucking love Chris Statliner. Fucking alien all the way, bro. Uh, she's fantastic. She took me by storm, man. I have never seen this woman. I'll tell you the truth right now. Until AEW. And the first time I saw her, I was just like, yo, who is this? And why does she wrestle <laughs> so damn crisp and good? So we get a fucking... I want to say it's Mahiko. Uh, Machiko? It's this girl we've never seen before. Versus Dr. Britt Baker. D.M.D. Man, Britt Baker gets a lot of fucking hate these days. You know what I mean? I like Britt Baker. I want to like Britt Baker. She's really cool. She's pretty. You know, she's got the lockjaw. You know, she did fucking great in that all-in. What's the all-in match? You know what I mean? The four women with Tessa and fucking Chelsea Green. I don't know what it is. It's just... Ever since AEW started, it feels like Britt hasn't been there mentally. Which, I understand she works the dentist job, you know what I mean? That's a full-time job, too. Like, legit, I think her only day off, she was even saying, she, like, goes from work, flies wherever AEW is. Like, it's crazy, you know what I mean? But, I don't know. I feel like she's just, like, mentally not there. Like, her matches are just always meh. And she kind of brings down a little bit. Like, you know, like she brought down Riho. You know, the, she actually, she ended up fighting Chris Statliner on AEW, which I didn't think was a bad match. But everyone's just, everyone's just piling. Like, my biggest problem with Britt Baker is just that Sling Blade girl. If Tanahashi saw her do that Sling Blade, he would probably fucking put her in a cloverleaf and then give her a high fly flow. I'm telling you right now. But... I'm really, really trying to like Britt Baker. You know what I mean? Like, I know... I just feel like there's a lot of potential there. I just... I don't know. I just... Something tells me there's a lot of fucking potential there. Because they're putting so much stock behind her. You know what I mean? So this was just a quick little showcase for Britt Baker. Britt Baker basically hit her shit. You know what I mean? Hit the sling blade. Hit a super kick. Hit the fucking... um. She ended up lock, locking in the lockjaw for... I love the lockjaw. I think that's a great looking submission, by the way. The mandible claw with the fucking rings of Saturn. Good shit. She ended up locking in her submission. Uh, probably, like, legit, not even, like, three minutes into the match. She won, you know, trying to make her look strong for a match with Chris Statliner. Uh, Bia Prisley, though. Big up right there. I still don't know if she's done in Japan yet. I feel like that's why they're not pushing her. You know what I mean? But we get Bia Prisley versus Chris Statliner next. And I fucking... This was a good-ass match. Chris Statliner is a shit, bro. She is so fucking great. And this is just a good match. Like, that girl just... Both of these girls, you could tell, they just wrestle like they're from Japan. You know what I mean? Like, it's the only way I can explain it. I know I sound like a fucking Japanese mark, because I am. But both of these girls just wrestle like they're from Japan. Uh, match starts it off. Chris Statliner gives her the boop. You know, the boop on the nose. The little boop on the nose. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, hits this cool looking leg drop. Tries to hit a fucking like uh, senton, but gets reversed into a fucking uh, roll up pin by Bea Prishley. Uh, Chris Satliner kicks her in the leg. Uh, hits his nice uh, low drop kick. Uh, she does this fucking crazy looking moonsault shooting star press where she like takes her leg and winds it back. She goes for one of those, ends up landing on her feet, but Bea Prisley catches her with a big ass knee on the outside. This is where Bea Prisley takes control, you know, beating the crap out of her. Chris Statliner tries to make a little comeback. Bea goes for a springboard. Uh, Chris Statliner ends up giving her a couple chops to make the chest a little red, you know what I'm saying? Uh, cool spot by Bria Prisley. Like, I like that she actually uses a cheeky Nando's kick from fucking um, uh, uh, Will Ospreay. I think that's kind of cool. I always like cheeky Nando's kick. Uh, Bria Prisley takes back control, though. You know, she's giving it to Chris Statliner as much as she can. Goes for another springboard. Chris Statliner ends up catching her on the top rope. Goes for the cheeky Nando's kick, but Chris Statliner reverses it. She powers out of it and double drop kicks. Double reverse drop kicks, Bia. Bia comes in. Chris Statliner blocks it with the Matrix move. Does a kick up. So impressive. She's like, this is not a little girl. You know what I mean? Like, this is a woman. Like, whoo, that woman's thick. But in a good way. But Chris Statliner comes in. Hits the kick up. Shakes it to the corner. Hits the big elbow. Just a speed. Like, she's got just crazy good speed. Hits a knee in the corner. Nice knee trembler. Uh, goes toward a suplex. Does that whole, like, Jeff Hardy fucking gourd buster where he used to do, like, the split thing for a near fall. This was just a great match. Like, I, I really enjoyed this match. Uh, Bea Priestley was trying to hit a regal plex the whole time. She actually actually ended up hitting the regal plex finally. Uh, that was a fucking devastating move right there. That move is just dangerous, man. I've always loved regal. But uh, she ends up going for a dive to the outside. Chris Statliner is getting everybody hyped. Uh, she goes for the dive, hits a perfect fucking uh, uh, suicide dive. Which not a lot of people hit good suicide dives anymore. Uh, Bia comes in, catches Chris Statliner coming into the ring, gives her an axe kick, moves her more closer to the corner, hits the double springboard um, fucking double stomp. That was good stuff uh, for a near fall. I thought that was really it. I liked how Brandy and the Nightmare Collective were all out watching her match and had like signs like, like you know, Chris phone home or, you know, we want Statliner. Uh, she ends up hitting my one of my favorite Statliner moves, <laughs> the Oklahoma roll into 100 pin attempts. I thought that was always, uh, I just always like that move. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, she hits the fucking uh, double knees to the gut, hits a beautiful scissors kick. I really thought, I really think that should be her finish. I like her finish. Her finish is fucking dangerous as fuck. Uh, fucking hits the, like, the modified tombstone for the win. But I really think the axe kick, uh, she makes it look so good. Uh, Chris Statliner wins cleanly versus Bia Priestley. Like I said, I don't know if Bia has dates to still do in Japan. That's why she's losing a lot, but we'll see. Uh, we got a Chris Statliner promo where basically she's just, you know, I am an alien. <laughs> That's legit what the promo is. I am an alien. And then she does, like, this weird back up into the elevator, but the elevator didn't come fast enough, so it was kind of awkward. Uh, we get one of my favorite tag teams here, the Hybrid 2. Uh, they have not had much success. That's the whole gimmick. Ugh, excuse me as I need my microphone. Uh, if you hear a little staticky, you know I'm super professional over here. Uh, we get the, the Hybrid 2. They've had not great success. You know, they bring it up. 
but they say they're just looking for the magical tag team partner to carry them to success. And they found him. They found the bastard, Pac. And if you need to win a match, Pac is your boy. This man does not lose often. I think he's got I think he's only got like three losses. And they're all to big stars. No, I think it might be just only two losses. I, I think Moxley didn't beat him. I think it was a time limit, yes. I remember that very uh, specifically because I kept hearing Moxley just saying time limit my ass <laughs> over and over again. But Pac has lost to Hangman and he's lost to Kenny. You know, two people that you can't say anything. And Kenny basically fluked him and beat him with a roll-up. That's why he's hunting him down. But yeah, it is the hybrid two. Angelico, Jack Evans, man underrated, especially Angelico. That guy is sick, dude. Versus the best friends and my boy, man, Orange Cassidy. I'm I'm a big, big, big fan of Orange Cassidy. I think this guy's fan fucking tastic. And when I saw he was gonna be in a match with Pac, I was pretty excited to see like the evilest bastard Pac versus fucking just the pure the pureness of Orange Cassidy. Uh, big fan of Trent Beretta too. I uh, like Chucky e. T also, but uh, Trent Beretta has always been one of my favorites. I don't know why. Ever since he was in WWE and ECW, I just gravitated to this guy. I remember him and Morrison and like you know Tyler Rex and fucking all those guys having great matches on Superstars and shit. But Gillicuddy, Tyson Kidd, uh, that was the time. Uh, fucking Orange Cassidy is over shit, dude. He's fucking just over, and I love it. He's sitting there, you know, he's like barely waiting for the tag. They're trying to tag him in. Uh, Pac comes in and he's pretty much cleaning fucking house, dominating these boys. Like, we pretty much knew Pac was going to be the fucking heavy hitter here. Oh, fucking Trent takes out both members of the Hybrid 2. They are on the outside. Trent is about to go for a crazy dive. Tom Julio, and he hits a nice dive. Lands on his feet. Very impressive. Fucking Orange Cassidy approves with the thumbs up. Pac takes back control, destroying fucking Trent Beretta. Uh, I actually liked the match that Trent and fucking Pac had uh, in uh, AEW, but the ref messed it up by saying fucking Trent kicked out of the black arrow. I was like, you stupid. I fucking love Jack Evans, dude. This guy talks so much trash, but he's, he backs it up, man. I like him. Pac, again, just completely destroying everybody. Trent trying to come back. It's a satellite DDT. Uh, trying to make the tag. Clotheslines the fuck out of Jack Evans. I mean, he just hits him with, like, his forearm. He doesn't even... Just, not even his forearm. Just, like, the hard part of your fist. Like, he just, like, fist clotheslines him. I know. It sounds like I'm saying fisting. He just clotheslines the shit out of him. I was just like, oh, man. This guy turned inside out a hundred times. And here we go. Orange fucking... Cassidy is about to get tagged in. Trent tags him in, takes off the sunglasses, and I kid you not, the crowd is standing up. The crowd is legit giving this man a standing ovation just for tagging in. You can tell in Orange Cassidy's face, he's trying not to let the emotions get to him because he's fucking it's crazy. So Orange Cassidy comes in, looks at Angelico. The whole time, he, he looks like he's just trying his hardest not to crack a smile. He puts his hands on his pockets. And Helico's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, he's just laughing at him. Helico goes at him. Orange Cassidy, you know, ducks him with the hands in the pockets. Fucking leapfrogs him. Gives him a nice drop kick. Hits the kick up. All of his hands in his pockets. Which I think is pretty damn impressive. Honestly, like... I know a lot of people don't probably like Orange Cassidy. But you gotta be pretty impressed this guy can do all this shit with his hands in his pocket. 
Especially that dive he does to the outside. Like, come on, man. That is pretty impressive to me. He, oh, man. He finally meets Pac. He hits Pac with the most devastating kicks I've ever seen. I don't know how Pac is not crying in pain. Crowd is going crazy. He's giving him the Orange Cassidy kicks. Goes for the super kick. Pac goes for a pup kick. Fucking Orange Cassidy blocks it into a serious fucking tornado DDT. Crowd is legit going fucking nuts. I'm just like, I cannot wait until we see Orange Cassidy versus, like, Chris Jericho or, like, Kenny or someone serious. Because this guy's pretty good. I, I One of his best matches I get everyone should go see is his match with David Starr. Uh, like, Orange Cassidy can fucking go. He hits his dive on all three men with the hands in the pockets, which is just so impressive, man. That Did not tell me that's impressive. Best friends hug him. He puts the thumbs up. And this guy's over as hell. He Orange Cassidy hits his big ass fucking dive from the from the top. AKA he just drops himself lazily and barely pins. And then, then we made the mistake. Orange Cassidy tags out in the hybrid two again, take back control. Pac pretty much destroys everybody here. Orange Cassidy tries to get involved again, but Pac takes him out with a big boot to the head. Uh, Pac destroys Chucky T with a deadlift German. One of those quick snap deadlift Germans. Uh, gets on top of him. Locks the Brutalizer in. And pretty much over. And this is a great episode of AEW Dark. You know, the Britt Baker match was okay. You know, it was a little showcase for Britt Baker. And we could see someone new. Uh, Chris Datliner and Bea Prisley was fucking awesome. Loved that match. And this match was fucking fantastic too. Uh, that was pretty much AEW Dark right there. All right, AEW Dynamite review. Uh, I thought this was a good episode, as always. Like like I said, the first episode of AEW was a little meh. But after that, I think every episode I've liked, pretty much. Uh, we started off with Kenny Omega, which I'm fucking pissed they skipped his entrance. But even more pissed, AEW and me are going to have a problem. They keep skipping the Lucha Bros' entrance. I need that theme, bro. Lucha Bros got that fucking heat of a fucking theme song. Same thing with Pride and Powerful. Don't you ever skip no Pride and Powerful, man. So we skipped the fucking Lucha Bro entrance. And we start off. And it's Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, which is Phoenix, Ray Phoenix, and uh, Pentagon Jr. Uh, every time I see uh, Kenny and Pentagon, I always think how I want a rematch from their match from, uh, I think it was All In. I thought those guys had great chemistry together. And they had a really good, just like straight up wrestling match. Also, I also can't wait to see Pentagon go crazy and fucking, you know, start doing that killing people thing again. But this is a good match. Phoenix is just something else, dude. This guy's inhumane. He's fucking weird. Like, this guy is so good, it's crazy. It's uh, Phoenix and Kenny feeling each other out. Kenny keeps trying to go for the one-wing angel super early in this match. I don't know why. He keeps trying to go for it. Um... The one big problem of the Lucha Bros that uh, Chris Jericho brought it up on his podcast. They need to learn how to tag in a tag match. Like legit, I've noticed it before that AEW has a problem with certain people not following rules. You know what I mean? Or just like the match just randomly there's no DQ. Or randomly someone interrupts it and it's okay. And I'm like, whatever. You know, the wrestling's good. There's some things you can let go. But the um, no tagging in tag matches is probably their number one fucking problem. It's pretty bad. This match alone, I couldn't even stop counting it. I got up to like 10 times 
where legit Phoenix and Pentagon just walk in there, no tag. There's no five count. They just go in there and they kind of just do whatever the fuck they want. And Hangman or Kenny is just stuck looking around like idiots. So we get, um, you know, the big uh, cowboy shit versus uh, Seto Miedo chant. Uh, Pentagon's doing that whole thing where he takes his glove off like a little weirdo. But fucking Hangman's a more serious Hangman here, which I like. I'm just like, come on, build to that heel turn. I'd rather see Kenny turn heel, but Kenny is probably one of the biggest baby faces they have. So I understand they probably won't do it. You know what I mean? But I, I just love heel cleaner Kenny. I hope I get it one day. Uh, Hangman and Kenny chopping the crap out of Pentagon. Phoenix comes in. He gets some too. Uh, Kenny and Pentagon start going at it again. Uh, Pentagon takes control by raking the eyes of Kenny. Uh, Kenny ends up taking control back by hitting a standing hurricanrana. Tries to go for the rise of the Terminator super early. Ends up actually hitting it on both men. He then takes a walk. He walks all the way to the top of the ramp to celebrate. I was like, yeah, that's Kenny. Uh, tags in Hangman. Hangman starts going at it with Pentagon Jr., which is another match I would actually like like to see. But even though I feel like Hangman and um, uh, Phoenix would have better chemistry, uh, fucking Pentagon hits a code breaker, which then Phoenix follows it up with a fucking like moonsault or something. That was cool shit. Because he like left him on his knees. I thought that was really cool. Sorry, I meant a double stomp, not a moonsault. That would be crazy. <laughs> Pentagon, you know, being weird, he has full control over um, Hangman, Pedro. Hot tag to Kenny. Kenny comes in. He's cleaning house. Takes out both members. Fucking goes for the you can't escape. On uh, Pentagon hits the fucking roll through. Hits the moon salt, but uh, Pentagon got his knees up at the last second. Uh, Phoenix ends up taking out Hangman. Lucha Bros come in. Uh, double tag team moves all over Kenny. Fucking this is one of the parts where I'm just like, what the hell? So. Phoenix legit doesn't tag in. He just comes in. And they start doing these crazy double kicks. He throws out Kenny. He gives him two dives to the outside. And he throws him back in. And I'm just like, when the fuck did he tag? I was just like, isn't Pentagon the legal man? Okay. Uh, Phoenix hits a beautiful fucking uh, turnaround spin kick on Kenny. He tries to go for her Karana. Kenny catches him in a powerbomb. And then just flips him over and just runs at this man. He doesn't even V-trigger him. He just gives him a straight knee to the face. Like, there's no bicycle motion or nothing. He just knees his man in the face. I thought that was really cool. I like I like when Kenny just throws the knees. Like, I remember I used to call them, like, used to chip away at them. You know, set them up for the one-wind angel. Hangman comes in. He starts cleaning the house off. Fall away, slam to Phoenix. Uh, takes out Pentagon with a dive. I don't like seeing Hangman do dives. I feel like he's a guy who doesn't need it. But, you know, he's doing dives, doing moonsaults, and I just feel like he doesn't need it. He's a fucking pretty big guy, you know what I mean? Uh, Samoan drop onto Phoenix. Uh, Hangman for the near fall. Oh, no, I just feel like Hangman should switch his wrestling style a little bit. Because I don't think he needs to be doing, like, toe pays and... He can do the moonsault. I guess keep the moonsault, because it's a really pretty fucking moonsault. Fall away slam from the top rope. Uh, fucking Ally, fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bandito does that shit. I love that move. Uh, Kenny comes in. He gets super kicked by Phoenix. Fucking, uh, Kenny takes up. He tries to take down Pentagon. He takes him down. He's about to go for the B, big, uh, V trigger. 
Uh, Pentagon and Phoenix get both involved. Hangman takes out Pentagon with a big clothesline. Uh, Dragon Rush to Phoenix attempt. He's about to Dragon Rush him. Gives him a Dragon Rush. It was a fucking weird fucking spot. And I'm pretty sure this was a bad communication and a bad botch. He's about to go for the Dragon Suplex, the Dragon Rush on Pentagon. He hits one on Phoenix first. Phoenix no-sells that shit. Gets up, does a cartwheel, and goes for a cutter. But Kenny's trying to set up Pentagon. And Phoenix legit just hits a cutter on nothing. He legit rolls, no-sells, hits a cutter on absolutely nothing, and then just rolls out. I had no idea how to explain that. I was just like, that was hilarious. I was like, maybe he's fighting a ghost wrestler. So fucking um, miscommunication by Hangman and Kenny. Uh, he gives Kenny the buckshot lariat clothesline. Uh, Kenny gets double teamed. And uh, my one problem with AEW. I know I'm going to sound like a fucking Kenny Omega Mark whatever. But uh, I just hate how much Kenny loses. Like I get it. They're trying to put over everyone else. Having all the elite guy loses. Unless you're Cody. <clears throat> Unless, you know, Cody. Because Cody doesn't lose. Uh, but, you know, Hangman lost to Pac. And he loses to fucking MJF in two minutes, I think it was. Hangman loses all the time. Kenny loses all the time. Young Bucks lose all the time. Except for Cody. Cody doesn't lose all the time. But Cody's undefeated, basically. Cody is technically undefeated. I don't count that towel shit. Cody is undefeated. Okay. So, uh, in singles competition, I should say, because, you know, you'll get, you'll get the marks. Cody's not being, he got beat by the Young Bucks that one time. And I'm like, no, nah, it doesn't count. But, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just don't like how Kenny loses a lot, man. Like, I, I've been saying it since AEW started that Kenny's kind of lost what made him special in uh, New Japan. Because, like, in New Japan, dude, this dude wrestled, like, every match was his last match. It was crazy. Like, you could put him in there with fucking... Oh, I remember they had, like, a random match where just like, hey, it's going to be Trep Beretta versus Kenny Omega for the U.S. title, you know, New Japan. I'm like, oh, that should be cool. And this dude put over Trent. Like, Trent was the fucking... Like, Trent was fucking Okada. These guys had a great-ass fucking match. You know what I mean? Look at that match with Seema. I feel like that's the last time I saw the la the real Kenny Omega, that when he fought Sema at uh, I think it was Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen. I want one of those two. That match was like fucking forty five minutes of just pure fucking wrestling. A little couple too many Meteors by Sema, but that's the last time I think I've seen Kenny Omega at his full potential. I just I don't know. I just really I feel like him too. His mind's just somewhere else or. I don't know, it's just, he's not the same anymore, which is a bummer, this is legit, like, my favorite wrestler for the last, I want to say, like, five years now, he's been, like, my top guy, you know what I mean, like, he's the one, uh, like, I was into New Japan, but this guy legit took New Japan to a whole nother fucking level, you know what I mean, like, same thing when AJ was there. So, um, the match goes over, uh, Kenny and, uh, um, fucking, uh, Hangman are arguing, Pac is saying, hey, I've asked you for a rematch, I want my rubber match, I'm going to go take down people, you know, I'm going to show you how evil I can be, he goes, and he goes for Michael Nakazawa, Kenny runs back there, trying to save Michael Nakazawa, he gets fucking beat up, 
by the Lucha Bros. Hangman comes out to try to make the save. You know, he gets them out of there. Uh, fucking Kenny's looking for fucking, um, fucking Pac. Pac. So, uh, I guess we're gonna have one more match. Uh, the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny come out. Uh, they had a match with Cody and QT Marshall. Which QT Marshall stole the fuck show last week. Uh, and, uh, Cody and QT Marshall ended up losing. But, you know, QT Marshall took the, took the loss, not Cody. Cody don't lose. Uh, but... Fucking uh, Darby Allen ended up coming out for the save on that match, uh, and uh, basically saying, "Hey, I got your back, but if I if we win, rematch you and me because the last time we fought was a time limit draw." And I was okay, another match for Cody to win, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, so it's Cody and Darby Allen versus the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny, and. I like this match. This is a good match. I'm a big fan of the Butcher and the Blade. I've been saying for these guys to be used. I've seen their stuff, and I've seen their stuff, and I've been saying it for like probably like a year now. These guys are great. Like these guys have a great fucking look. You know what I mean? So Darby comes out. Cody comes out with a special entrance every fucking week. <laughs> I, I, I like I said, I throw a lot of shit on Cody. I like Cody. I just I just like making fun of him because I just feel like he's so he's so Triple H. And he doesn't even notice. You know, Triple H always... You know, Triple H is my favorite wrestler of all time. But Triple H, you know, he gives himself always some special entrances. You know what I mean? He had the... You know, not so much anymore, but back in the day, you know, he didn't take many L's. And, you know, Cody, you have yet to lose, really. You know what I mean? And it just made me laugh because he's just like, I'm not, I'm not Triple H. You know, you know what I mean? He's just like, whatever, Cody. Whatever floats your boat, Triple H Jr. <laughs> but... Uh, the Butcher basically is manhandling the fuck out of Darby Allen. He does this shit where he takes him in a headlock and he just spins him around. Because, like, I like Darby Allen, you know what I mean? But I even said, him seeing him with, like, the Butcher and, like, these big guys. Like, I would laugh if they ever did Darby Allen versus Wardlow. You know what I mean? Like, Wardlow would eat this dude. Like, Darby Allen is man-talented. But there's only so much where I'm just like, okay, come on. You know what I mean? It's like how some people have that problem with Riho. They can't take her seriously because she's, you know, 98 pounds. Even though to me, women, that's not that bad. Like, it's going to be weird watching Riho versus Chris Statliner because Chris Statliner should automatically kill Riho in one move. But same thing when I see, like, the Butcher fighting Darby Allen. I'm just like, okay, you know, you know, if you wanted to, Butcher could just kill this dude. <laughs> uh, so Cody tags in. Uh, fucking, he starts going one-on-one -on -one with the Butcher, you know. Getting uh getting manhandled, the blade wants in there, and the blade wants to you know take out Cody. Cody with a nice power slam. He always hit a nice power slam, except for that one he botched on Jericho. That was ugly. Uh, Butcher and the blade get back control. Uh, fucking uh, the bunny is trying to interrupt, and I, I was never really into Allie in her whole Impact career, but whew, I gotta say she she she's something else now with this whole new gimmick. Like, I always thought she was okay. But now, I'm just like, God damn, woman, you are, uh, you are, uh, fine. <laughs> uh, the Butcher and the Blade are hitting as many tag team moves as they can on Cody, but they should realize Cody does not lose. So, it's not gonna happen. Uh, Cody starts coming in, chopping the crap out of, uh, the Blade. Uh, the Blade ends up raking Cody's eyes, taking control, you know, getting that heel heat. Like I said, they're gonna be a good tag team to have. I cannot wait... To see them teamed up with Marty Scrawl for the new villain Enterprise. Because you know it's going to fucking happen when Marty whenever shows up. Uh, Cody tries to hit a move from the uh, middle rope. 
tries to hit a dive. Uh, the butcher catches him midair, tosses that man with a fall away slam. Uh, the blade uh, and the bunny are doing stuff to Cody on the outside. Well, he got thrown out by that follow away slam. Uh, the uh, the bunny ends up hitting Cody with the freaking um uh, the, the post, the ring post. Uh, Cody tries to come back, but the butcher takes him back down. Basically, getting wearing him down, hitting him some submissions. Beautiful disaster kick by Cody. Uh, tags in. Uh, the butcher tags in the blade. The blade comes in, but Cody ends up taking him out. Finally, tags in Darby Allen. Darby Allen's cleaning house. Uh, hits a code blue on fucking um the blade. Uh, cool spot where he just the butcher comes in. He just picks up Darby Allen from the floor like a little fucking baby and just gives him a backbreaker. That was some sick shit. I'm just like, oh man. Uh, the Butcher's having a tough time applying a, clo- uh, a Texas Cloverleaf. I don't know if it was on purpose or I don't know what was going on. Uh, cool spot, though. I did like where the spot went. He has the Texas Cloverleaf, the Butcher does. Cody comes in, you know, because AEW, you can just come in and do whatever you want in a tag team match. Uh, Cody comes in. <laughs> uh, he starts kicking the Butcher in the face, and the Butcher's not selling that shit, and he will not let go of the Texas Cloverleaf. I thought that was a cool spot. Uh, he legit never let it go. He actually, uh, the Butcher then turned the Texas Cloverleaf into a fucking powerbomb. I thought that was cool. Uh, the Blade takes out Cody on the outside. Darby tries to come back, hits a stunner move, tags in Cody. Cody comes in, tries to take down the Butcher. Uh, the Bunny is not letting it happen. The Blade gets tagged in. Uh, double dive by Darby and Cody. Darby fucked up his dive. He botched his dive so bad. Oh, man. I was like, oh, good thing he didn't fucking kill himself. I thought I worried for the dude's neck when he botched that dive. Uh, Cody's in here. Uh, he try, he goes for the beautiful disaster kick, but he ends up botching and catching his knee, so he just does it again. Like I said, there's a lot of botches still in AEW here and there because I feel like everyone's trying to do too much, but that's just my own opinion. Like, I love AEW. I think the wrestling show is fantastic. I love all the people in it. You know what I mean? Well, I, I just feel like sometimes there's a lot of botchiness and a lot of choppiness because everyone's trying to do way too much. Reminds me of Ring of Honor back in the day. How Ring of Honor was awesome, but there's a lot of botchiness. You know what I mean? So Darby coffin drops himself. He sacrifices himself to take out the butcher. Uh, fucking takes him out with the coffin drop on the apron. That was rough stuff. I'm like, damn, this guy's got a death wish. Cody ends up hitting the Cody Cutter, the most unique. Finish your name ever. Uh, he hits a springboard cutter. You know, basically the ox cutter from Will Ospreay. And he hits the Cody cutter. And that's it. Uh, the Butcher, the Blade, and the Money are beat on their second week. I thought this was very dumb. To have them beat on their second week. Because I feel like these guys, you know, they were like, you know, hired guns by MJF. I feel like you could have done more, really, to build up. Them going at Cody, you know, and doing all that shit. But... Cody don't lose, so it don't matter. Uh, we got a good vignette for Jungle Boy, you know, working on his endurance and working on, you know, he's going to beat Chris Jericho. All he has to do is last 10 minutes with the boy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we got a jobber match here. Awesome Kong and the Nightmare Collective are still looking for Chris Statliner, but they're looking for some hair. Awesome Kong wins your match in, like, not even 50 seconds. Okay, implant buster. They don't even call it that anymore. I miss. I miss awesome calling TNA. She hits the implant buster. One, two, three. Takes the girl's red hair. She kind of looked like that uh, fucking Hogan girl, whatever her name is from TNA. 
Uh, fucking takes her down. Le Champion comes out. Uh, Sammy Guevara. They didn't show this. They showed this on the mini screen. Sammy Guevara comes out. And he's not talking. And he keeps talking with these fucking cue cards. Reminds me of Big Money Matt back in the day. That was funny. But Jungle Boy is here. Jungle Boy's whole family is there. And I thought this was a good match. This was a good match. Jungle Boy went to 10 minutes. You know, Hagar fucking um, Luchasaurus started getting into it. I really like Hagar, man. He really is doing good as a fucking security. Uh, Chris Jericho locks him in the fucking walls of Jericho. So he has him in the walls of Jericho for a minute. And then he switches it to the Lion Tamer for another minute. And I'm like, oh, man. I've never seen no one survive the Lion Tamer. To actually live and tell about it. Because Lion Tamer, once that motherfucker usually locks that in, you're dead. So, he locks in the Lion Tamer. But uh, Jungle Boy does not tap. Good resiliency here. They, they basically made Jungle Boy bite without even beating Chris Jericho. I thought it was really smart. Jericho goes to Justin Roberts. He yells at him, slaps him in the face. And he's like, I want five more minutes. Give me five more minutes. And I'm like, when did Justin Roberts get the power to make matches? But okay. So, the five minutes happen. You know, he starts going at it. Jungle Boy is still doing all the roll-ups he can, doing whatever to survive. Jericho finally decides it's enough. Jericho gets out of there. And he's just like, I did it. I proved my point. And Tony Schiavone's just like, no, you didn't. Jungle Boy lasted 10 minutes. What are you talking about? Jericho's like, shut up. You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? You're stupid. So I thought this was good stuff. I thought this was good stuff. You know, a lot of people are complaining that Jericho's getting kind of tubby. But to me, he hasn't slowed down in the ring. Like, this guy still keeps up well. He's not huffing and puffing. He was able to cut a promo right after. A fucking uh, backstage promo with SCU talking about their tag team match. Uh, and then fucking um, the Lucha Bros come on. They're making fun of Christopher Daniels for that botch. Which, now I don't know if that botch was on purpose or not. But if, if that botch was a botch, a real botch, and now they're turning into a storyline of Christopher Daniels not having what it takes anymore. Like I said, please... SCU does not need Christopher Daniels. They're fine. They're fine. But I want the Fallen Angel back so bad, dude. Like, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels was my shit in Ring of Honor. And then T- finding him in TNA. Like, Christopher Daniels is a fucking legend. Like, I know that sounds funny because, you know, oh, whatever, he's never been to the WWE, whatever. Who cares? Christopher Daniels to me is a fucking legend. You know what I mean? Just like I thought AJ Styles before was a fucking legend before he went to the WWE. But I, I feel like they should do this where, you know, he ends up... Because Pentagon's mostly the one doing the mocking. He ends up taking out Phoenix and then he fights Pentagon as a fallen angel. I thought that would be pretty sick. Uh, Chicago, you know. AEW loves Chicago. Uh, pay-per-view, Revolution in Chicago. Uh, looking forward to it. So far, all AEW pay-per-views have been fucking fire. Uh, I saw, uh, fuck, they, they showed, like, you know, the Young Bucks and SCU working out backstage, and the whole time Frankie's working, like, the fucking, he's working out backstage, and I just keep thinking he's gonna do the fucking bit from being the elite, where he's like, do ya? Because <laughs> he was wearing the shirt, too, so I'm just like, oh my god. Uh, Chris Statliner versus Dr. Britt Baker. I don't know, like I said, this match was okay. It's a little choppy. Like I said, Britt Baker is just... I don't know. I feel like seeing Chris Statliner fight Bea Prisley on AW Dark and seeing how fucking like, fast and the speed of Chris Statliner, I feel like she slowed down in this match to keep up with Britt Baker. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like Chris Statliner could have done 
Like, she just did more, like, 24 hours ago. You know what I mean? Even though, you know, AEW Dark is taped the week before. But I feel like I saw that match, and I was like, whoa, Chris Statlander's the fucking shit. And then I saw this match, and I'm just like, what the hell? Like, where the fuck is she slowing down? <laughs> the fucking Arn Anderson find her back there and tell her kids, slow down. <laughs> but this was an okay match. I'm very happy it had the right result. I really thought they were going to have Britt Baker win. But thank God, they, they see that Chris Statliner is catching fire, and they're going with it, man. Like I said, I like Riho. I love Riho, but she needs to beat Riho. Riho hasn't been on TV because, you know, she's been doing stuff with Japan. She was watching in the, in the audience, but Chris Statliner beat Britt Baker clean. Uh, she boops Tony Schiavone. Nightmare Collective is just like, are you going to join? Chris Statliner tries to boop Brandy, but then she says no. Sadie Gibbs finds herself on TV where I've been saying, where the fuck is Sadie Gibbs? Another girl that has a lot of potential. She she has it, man. She has the look. She has everything. She's very athletic. Uh, we get a promo backstage with Tully Blanchard, or basically Tully was just like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sean Spears, my boy Sean Spears still not being used right. He's never going to be used, right? I swear. Basically cutting a promo saying, we need to find you a tag team partner. We're trying to find the perfect tag team partner. I don't know what this could lead to. Like I said, it, it should be interesting. Uh, Young Bucks versus SCU for the tag team titles. And this is a good match, but I was fucking shocked. The Young Bucks lost clean. Because their name's not Cody Rhodes. But, yeah, the Young Bucks lost clean. But this is a good match. Uh, this is a good match. Uh, I feel like the Young Bucks should have won. Because, like I said, I feel like it was good to be like, Hey, SCU, you know, homegrown AEW, a little bit talent. Not really, because Ring of Honor. But, you know, uh, homegrown kind of guys got the title. You know, the Young fucking score. You know, not Young, but you know what I mean. The, the team, no one really expected to win one. Everyone thought it was going to be the Jurassic Express, but. You know, it was good. I think it was good as a little, like, Cinderella story to give uh, SCU the title. But I feel like the Young Bucks should have won it. Because I feel like then it should go to Pride and Powerful. And I feel like they should have a really long reign. And maybe we can get Pride and Powerful versus Lucha Bros again. Because they fought in TNA a lot and their matches were fucking fire. So, uh, But Young Bucks, you know, usual Young Bucks stuff here and there. Start going in. Fucking uh, Nick, you know, with the crazy fucking hot tags. This dude's got one of the best hot tags. I'm not a big fan of Nick Jackson. You know, Matt Jackson's where it's at. But fucking, um, dude's got a hot tag. I'll tell you that. Dude's got a fucking hot tag. Has a shining wizard. Big, beautiful elbow drop from the top rope by Matt Jackson. Uh, SCU getting dominated. Crazy Huracurana by uh, fucking uh, Nick Jackson. Uh, Nick Jackson hits one of his crazy dives to the outside. This guy's got death wish too, man. Him and Phoenix got fucking death wishes, I'll tell you that. Uh, he's walking a little gingerly back in the ring. Uh, he tries to go for the Shining Wizard in the corner. Scorpio Sky hits it. Tags in, Matt. Uh, you go for a modified version of more bang for your buck where uh, Matt hits a moonsault. Uh, Nick hits a 450. Uh, that's a near fall. Scorpio Sky is hanging in there. He's kicking out of everything you could think of. Uh, fucking uh, cool spot where um, fucking uh, uh, Matt Jackson uh, does a rollover, go for like a pin, but he ends up turning into a sharpshooter instead. Uh, I thought that was a really nice transition. Like it transitions very well. 
Scorpio Sky finally makes a tag to Frankie. Frankie coming in like a house of fire. A uh, fucking uh, hip uh, hip toss neck breaker, which I always loved from Billy Gunn. I like that someone else uses that move. Uh, fucking um, cleaning house. He takes out both Young Bucks. Tags in Scorpio Sky. Holds them in place. Scorpio Sky is about to go for the big dive. His Rise of the Terminator. He does that perfectly. Beautiful fucking dive. Uh, SCU comes in. Uh, cool elevated tornado DDT by Scorpio Sky and Frankie Zarian. I thought that looked really cool. Cause he like did it perfect. Uh, Scorpio Sky goes for his finish TKO. Uh, turns it into a spear. Uh, Matt Jackson does. Tags in Nick Jackson again. Nick Jackson with another hot tag. I'm just like this guy's getting all the hot tags. It's a crazy fucking springboard, but Scorpio Sky turns it into a Dragon Sleeper. Then Frankie gets Matt into a Dragon Sleeper. Both guys are in Dragon Sleepers. Each young buck uses each other to break it up. You know, we got the double count going. Frankie tags in. Fucking Nick, uh, I think, uh, no, Matt Jackson tags in. <laughs> I got the same problem with the young bucks. Matt Jackson tags in. Uh, they go for the Indie Taker. Uh, fucking Frankie's struggling too much. Frankie delivers a fucking... Devastating German suplex to Matt Jackson. Landed right on his fucking head. That was crazy. Uh, they take out uh, Nick Jackson with a DDT on the apron. A tornado DDT on the apron. Oh, that was rough. But they got Matt down. SCU later. Clean ass fucking win. SCU wins and beat the Young Bucks. Uh, Evil Uno and the Dark Order come out. Dark Order, bring out a million minions. A million minions start beating the crap out of them. Out comes Brandon Cutler and everybody to help. Does not work out. Evil Uno's cutting a good-ass promo, by the way. Evil Uno's got great promo skills. I like the Dark Order a lot. You know, Grayson's fucking great in the ring. But they're basically trying to fucking... They got the two jobber guys that they had last week from the commercial. The ones that Moxley beat in like two seconds, both of them. Uh, fucking Evo Uno fucking sticks his hand in fucking Matt, uh, Matt Jackson's mouth trying to get the blood out. It, it was a good segment. It was a good segment. Um, I know everyone's talking about the hilarious botch of one of the minions hitting nothing. You know, everyone does not let that go. But it, I thought it was a good segment. I thought it was a good fucking, I thought it was a good segment. But that was AEW. AEW was really good. I thought it was a pretty good show. All right. NXT, NXT, I felt like it was a really great show. Started off real hot with uh, Finn Balor versus Adam Cole, baby, for the NXT world title. And I really thought this was Finn's best match since, you know, turning heel. I don't know, I just felt like he had a great fucking match with Adam Cole. I really enjoyed this match. I didn't know how it was going to work, both men being heel. But this is a great match, man. The great back and forth wrestling. Finn looked so fucking rejuvenated and motivated in this match. Felt like I was watching fucking real rock and roller again, man. That's how like crisp and like fucking smooth he was with Adam Cole. So basically, Finn is fucking dominating Cole in the beginning, giving him the stomps. Ref's trying to get him out. Cole still has his fractured wrist. Finn drop kicks him to the outside. Uh, he's about to give him a PK, but Cole ends up super kicking his leg underneath him. He takes him out. Cole starts to make a little bit of fucking offense, finally. Again, excuse me for moving my mic. <laughs> uh, Cole starts uh, beating down Balor, you know, finally getting the advantage, because it's been all Balor from the start. Uh, giving him the knees, working the back. 
You know, I thought he should have worked the leg more when he super kicked his legs off the apron, but eh, just 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 nitpicking. Uh, Balor hits a jawbreaker, tries to come back. Cole takes him out with a stiff forearm shot, hits a neckbreaker for a near fall, a near fall to that. Cole's wearing him down, you know, doing some submissions here and there. Uh, Balor tries to bridge and pin him while he's in a submission. That doesn't work out. And again, Adam Cole ends up taking out Finn. Finn comes back with the boots. <clears throat> it's a big clothesline. You know, comes back, hits a final cut for a near fall. Chop in the corner. You know, one of those classic Finn Balor chops. He keeps chopping him in the corner, those knife edge chops. Uh, gets him in a headlock, but Cole slips out, hits a backstabber for a near fall. Cole with an enziguri. Uh, Finn tries to give him the big drop kick in the corner, but Cole catches him with a super kick. Uh, after that, fucking Cole hit, get hit with a sling blade. Cole goes for the last shot. Balor takes it. They start fucking uh, going in for the forearm shot. Big kick. Another big... This is my favorite spot. Uh, so... Cole hits those nice bicycle kicks. He always hits them right in the fucking money. So fucking, he bicycle kicks uh, uh, Finn. Finn, Nigel McGuinness is, you know, he springs off the rope. He comes back. Cole kicks him again. He, Nigel McGuinness is springing him off the rope. And Fowler goes to fall down. But ends up hitting a pay leg midway. I thought that was cool. Uh, brain busters to the knee by Adam Cole. Goes for the last shot. Finn trips him. Double stomp to the chest. Beautiful big drop kick in the corner. Go, about to go for the coup de gras. Cole catches him with a super kick on top of the turnbuckle. Cole goes for the Panama Sunrise on the outside. Finn reverses it into a back body drop. Drop kicks him through the barricade with the so-called fans. Go for the coup de gras. Misses. Last shot. Cole kicks out of the last shot to the back. I think he's like one of the uh, second people to kick out of that shit. Kicks out of the last shot. Cole is losing his mind. Going for the last shot again. Finn catches Cole with a big-ass clothesline. He used to do that in New Japan. He would fucking just turn them inside off a clothesline. Big drop kick again to the corner. Fucking uh, Finn gets distracted. Low blow. Last shot. And Finn Balor gets distracted by the returning Johnny Gargano. I'm glad to see Johnny back. I know he had a neck, you know, little thing going on. Johnny takes a chair from all the fallen fans, you know what I mean? And Johnny is looking like a man possessed. Finn is just like, what the hell is going on? It's crazy because Finn, technically, had this match won. He was dominating kind of Adam Cole, I think. Uh, so he causes Finn the match, and I cannot wait to see Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano on the takeover, man. Johnny takeover's back. He Beats the shit out of Finn Balor with these chair shots. I mean, these are some good ass chair shots Johnny's giving. I give him, I give him credit. Those motherfuckers look like they hurt. Johnny leaves. Finn got the crap beat out of him. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for uh, Johnny wrestling versus Finn. Uh, I thought Finn and Cole had a great fucking match. And uh, next up is Damian Priest is back, and I'm pretty fucking happy. I know he was injured too, but he's back quick. Uh, Killian Dane, again, fucking, I love Killian Dane's whole new look, whole demeanor, I love his theme music, and these are two big boys, man, these are two fucking six foot something, Priest is like six foot six or something, fucking Kid Dane is like six foot six, six foot seven, so these are some big boys going at it, and pretty much what you think, these guys are beating the shit out of each other, 
Uh, Dane is trying to aim for Damien Priest's injured ribs where he has the Kineso tape. Locking in some bear hugs. You know, doing big guy stuff. Uh, gives him a big clothesline in the corner. And then he gives him a big drop kick. And then while he's hanging, gives him another big drop kick to send him to the outside. I thought that was cool looking. It's like a drop kick slash double knee. I don't know. It looked cool. Uh, fucking Dane is just dominating. He turns the bear hug into a back suplex. Puts the knee right in the back of him. It looks some real painful shit. Uh, fucking kill, uh, Damian Priest starts coming back with the big kicks. Dane shuts him down with a sick looking gut buster. Elbowing the ribs. Taking down the ribs. Wearing him down. Like you see, I like I like this. Aiming at the ribs. Like aiming at the leg can get annoying sometimes. Or even aiming at the arm. But I like when it's more of like aiming at the ribs or aiming at the neck. I, I feel like the match is better. Dane with a big shotgun drop kick to the ribs. Uh, Damian Priest comes back with a big forearm shot. He's going in, hitting the kicks. Uh, fucking roaring elbow. Big back elbow in the corner. Uh, Priest is starting to come back. He tries to go for a suplex. Killian Dane is not letting it happen. And he actually suplexes Killian Dane. Gives him a nice good suplex. He's about to go for a dive, actually. And fucking Killian Dane rolls out. He ends up hitting his fucking crazy dive anyway. Uh, Safa the Heaven chokeslam. Well, that should be his fucking finish. The reckoning is whack. Safa the Heaven chokeslam. Goes for the reckoning. Dane with a super kick to the midsection. Hits a power bomb. Hits the elbow to the midsection. And Dane is working this midsection, man. He's working that shit good. A uh, big corner splash in the corner. Tries to go for the one-winged angel. You know, the ultra plantation. It's the one-winged angel. Fucking uh, Damian Priest tries to go for a power bomb. Raises his edge. Doesn't work out. Wasteland. Senton. Tries to go for the Vader bomb. Priest catches him with the knees. Uh, and uh, Priest ends up hitting the reckoning and wins cleanly. Beats Killian Dane cleanly. I did not see that coming. I thought Killian Dane was going to beat him. But I'm happy for Priest. I feel like... Damian Priest, you know, Punishment Martinez, big fan. He could be something, man. I feel like Killian Dane could, you know, he could take an L here in too because the guy is so vicious these days where it's just like, he could, you could believe he just beats the shit out of anybody. One of my favorites here, uh, both of these guys are one of my favorites. They're great, but really big fan of Kushida. We got the match, got the rematch that uh, fucking um, Cameron Grimes wanted because Kushida got lucky on him on a roll up and he stole his hat. And uh, Kushida needs to give the hat back. So, it's Kushida, Cameron Grimes, good-ass chain wrestling to start the match. A lot of fucking, like, classic chain wrestling. Like, remember, fucking Cameron Grimes is a technical savage, so. Uh, early on, Kushida hits a cool uh, hip toss into an arm, uh, arm bar. It was really cool. Uh, he grabs, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, it used to be called the Deathlock. Where Triple H would take the opponent's leg, twist your knee up, and lean back. One of my favorite Triple H moves back in the day. Well, Kushida did that with fucking uh, his arm, uh, Cameron Grimes' arm, and that shit was nasty looking, man. That looked rough. Kushida comes in, big karate chop. That's the only way to call it. It's a fucking karate chop from the top rope. The brain chop or whatever. And it's all Kushida right now. He's rolling up Cameron Grimes, working on the arm here and there. Uh, Cameron Grimes gets the advantage on the on the commercial by uh, catching him with that moon splash, 
Where if you run at Cameron Grimes, he catches you with a moonsault midway and moonsault power bomb and power slam. It's good shit. Cameron Grimes hip tosses Kushida so hard that he throws him halfway across the ring. Cameron Grimes is taking advantage. Aiming at the back of Kushida. I really thought he would injure uh, aim more at the injured arm, you know, the wrist, but I guess that didn't come into play. Kushida comes back with a beautiful handspring back elbow. Fucking knocks Cameron Grimes out of his uh, fucking boots. Big drop kick to the head. Uh, he tries to come back. Uh, fucking tries to go for the arm bar. It's actually Kushida working the arm, but Kushida always works the arm. You know, hoverboard lock and all that shit. Uh, drop kick to the arm by Kushida. Goes for a tornado DDT, but ends up turning into an arm bar instead. Cameron Grimes catches him and turns him into a fucking uh, sidewinder fucking um, side slam. Uh, Kushida goes for a big kick. Cameron Grimes does that shit I like where he hits a fucking, uh, he does a backflip and he catches, like, he does a backflip into a German suplex. Kushida tries to fight out. He turns it into, like, the German suplex anyway. Good stuff there. Fucking big boot to the face. Uh, up comes Cameron Grimes. Double heels to the face of Cameron Grimes. He's out to the outside. Kushida hits a swanton bomb to the standing Cameron Grimes to the outside. Rough shit right there. Uh, Kushida runs into the corner. Cameron Grimes catches him with a boot. Kushida hits a fucking crazy, one of those crazy fucking, I don't even know what to call this. It's like a victory roll from, from the top rope. Good stuff there. I really thought that had it for a near fall. Uh, he goes for the arm. Cameron Grimes catches him with a head kick. Goes for the cave-in. Kushida blocks the first cave-in. Gets hit with the second one. Fuck, Cameron Grimes wins it cleanly. And this is a great fucking match. This is a good-ass match. I thought this was fucking fantastic. Uh, just a really, really, really good match. Cameron Grimes is great. Fucking, uh, Kushida's one of the best uh, but next we get uh, my favorite woman in all of wrestling right now, Io Shirai. Io Shirai comes out. Uh, we get Santana Guerra, and this is actually a pretty good match. Uh, Santana Guerra is very underrated. I think this girl is really great. Like I said, she's been wrestling for like 10 fucking years, something like that. And her offense looks really good. It looked really good against Io. Io kept you know blocking stuff, but it was actually Santana bringing the aggression. You know, other than Io, you'd think it would be Io, but... This is a good match, I think, for both women. Showed what Santana Garrett can do, but she needs to switch that awful-ass fucking theme song. Oh, my God. Her theme song is so bad. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> but Santana Garrett, with uh, she she's like, I call her the queen of the float-over. She hits, like, a beautiful float-over move for, like, every suplex you could think of. A cool spot where she hits a float-over, like, Northern Lights. She floats over and ends up fucking um, uh, locking in the Muda lock. I thought that was cool looking. Uh, EO hits the double knees in the corner. Beautiful moonsault. Still stupid how EO is using the moonsault as a heel. I feel like, you know, she should save that. She should stick to that fucking modified Koji clutch she was doing, I think. You know, I feel like that's more of a heel maneuver. But that's just me. That's just me. Uh, we get, I saw Travis Banks come out. <laughs> I saw Pete Dunn come out and I was like, yay. I saw Travis Banks come out and I'm like, ooh, I really find Travis Banks to be so boring. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I, he's a solid, good wrestler. He's a good wrestler. I'm not going to tell you he's a bad wrestler. 
But this guy, I just feel like he wants to be Chris Benoit so bad. Like, he just kind of even looks like him. He kind of acts like the Dynamite Kid, too, and Chris Benoit. I don't know what it is. I just, I don't know. I'm just not the biggest Travis Bank fan. But I will give him fucking credit. This was a good-ass match. Like I said, Pete Dunne's got that magical power to drag a good match out of anybody. But, you know, I, I got to give Travis Banks his due. I feel like, because he knows Pete Dunne so well, this is a good match. Uh, Pete Dunne starts chopping the shit of Travis Banks. Gives him an X-plex on the apron. This is just early on Pete Dunne is torturing this man like this. You know what I mean? Uh, he goes to run in the corner. Travis Banks trips Pete Dunne. Ends up hitting him with a drop kick. Cannonball in the corner. Goes for a dive. Hits a nice suicide dive from the bottom rope. Uh, nice springboard drop kick to the corner. Hits this cool double stomp. I haven't seen a double stomp like this before. He um, throws himself backwards. Turns into a ball. Hits a double stomp in the corner. I thought that was cool. Uh, Pete Dunn uh, blocks a slice of heaven with a forearm in midair. And I like Pete Dunn giving the Samoa Joe. Like, you fucking idiot. When you try to high fly on him. Uh, Travis Banks tries to go for a power bomb. Pete Dunn tries to go for the bitter end. Travis Banks turns it into a tornado DDT. He goes for the slice of heaven, which is the big enziguri kick. Pete Dunn gives him the old school per Paul Birchall curve stomp. I thought it was really cool. Goes for the bitter end. Travis Banks reverses it. Big kick. Hits a Kiwi Crusher for a near fall. People actually thought he had it there. Uh, Pete Dunn catches Banks. Power bomb. Super X-Plex from the top rope. Bitter end. One, two, three. Good to see Pete Dunne win the match with a bitter end. It feels like it's been 10 years since his man's actually used that move to win a match. Such a cool-looking finish. Just a really cool finish. Uh, Pete Dunne actually shows respect to Travis Banks. Gives him the fist bump. Uh, Dakota Kai with a promo saying, you know, evil. I'm a big fan of heel Dakota Kai. Main event time. It is Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler has been basically untouchable for 415 days. She won that title in Evolution from Kyrie, and she hasn't dropped it since. She has beat everyone you could fucking think of, man. She beat EO, which hurt my heart, like, twice. <laughs> she beat Candice. She beat fucking everyone. Everyone. She beat Bianca Belair, like, three times. She beat Mia Yim. She's beaten everyone you could fucking think of. She beat Dakota Kai. She was a babyface. And here we go. And I kid you not, I wish I had a time machine. I have been saying... Since I saw Rhea Ripley, that Rhea is the perfect person to take down Shayna Baszler, honestly. Ever since, you know, Rhea started getting some momentum, she, you know, she was the first ever NXT UK champion. She lost it fucking in her first title fence, which sucked. But I think this makes her the only NXT UK champion, women's champion, and NXT women's champion. I don't know. I don't know if I'm making that up, but whatever. But this was a great match, man. There were some spots in this match, and when I'll get to it. That I fucking love. Whoever put this match together, give yourself a fucking round of applause. This was a great match. Rhea comes out. Just looks like a fucking badass, man. Like I said, Rhea Ripley's got the it factor. She's got promo skills. She's fucking huge, man. She's a big woman. She's fucking 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, you know what I mean? Compared to the other girls, what, what is Kyrie like? 5'2"? <laughs> you know what I mean? Asuka's like 5'4". Alexa Bliss is like 5'1". <laughs> Barely. Uh, Rhea Ripley's dominating from the gate. You know, uh, Shayna's trying to do her bullshit, a little submission magician bullshit, but Rhea's just booting her in the face, being the crap out of her. They get into a slugfest. Rhea takes it to her again. 
Basically, Shayna's got no answer for Rhea Ripley. Uh, Rhea Ripley gives her a superplex, gives her a German suplex after that. Uh, both the the, the whole other four horsewomen get involved. Maria Shafir and Jessamine Dukey. Uh, fucking Rhea takes them both out with a cannonball, but Rhea leaves herself defenseless, and they do this cool spot where Rhea puts her arm out. She was taking a rest, and fucking uh, Shayna Baszler comes in, stomps the fuck out of Rhea Ripley's arm. Like, that shit looked vicious. I don't know how Shayna does it without killing these people's arms. And then she does it again in the ring. She, you know, she traps uh, Rhea's arm in a lock, stomps it out, stomps it out again. And then the whole time, she just, oh, she just looks rough. Uh, in the commercial break, uh, Jessica Mendoki and fucking Sh- just, uh, Maria Shafir hit Rhea's arm with the ring post. Uh, Shayna's now taking it easy. She's kicking the crap out of... Uh, Ripley's arm. Ripley comes back with a big form. Hits a big running drop kick. Takes out the rep. Hits the riptide. One, two, three, four. They count to ten. Rhea Ripley's pissed off. Goes for a cannonball. Misses on the outside. Shayna locks in the fucking um, Kirifuda clutch. Tries to tap her out. She gets a chair. Gets a fucking hits a tornado DDT on the fucking chair. Good stuff there. Uh, Rhea still fighting back. Trying to give everything she can. Finally, Shayna locks in the Carefuda Clutch. And this was my favorite spot, man. This was great. She has this move locked in for like five minutes. Rhea's fighting back. Rhea's fighting back. She's fighting back. She stops fighting back. Rhea's arm goes limp. The referee grabs her arm. Rhea grabs the ref by the neck, by the shirt. And she's looking at him like, no. And she just keeps nodding, no. No, she's holding on to the ref. Rhea reverses out of the Carafuda clutch. Daniel Bryan is the shit out of Shayna Baszler. Takes both her arms, stomping her on the face as much as she can. Stomping her on the face. Uh, locks in the reverse cloverleaf, the hanging reverse cloverleaf. Gets out of it. Super riptide from the top rope. One, two, three. Shayna Baszler is finally dethroned. Rhea Ripley wins the NXT Women's Champion. And this is a great fucking match. Like I said, AEW was a good show, but I feel like NXT killed it, man. NXT has been killing it every week, too, but I feel like NXT killed it with these title defenses. Uh, The whole entire PC, I kid you not, comes out to celebrate with Rhea. We get a cool celebration. Everyone's, like, fucking moshing to her theme song. It's really cool stuff. And uh, this is perfect. The perfect person, the perfect build, I think, to beat beat Shayna Baszler. Now it's just EO. EO is to me the perfect person to take down. Um, I feel like Sh- uh, Shayna, I mean, um, Rhea's going to go through. Um, we're probably going to get a rematch with Shayna. She's going to go through that. Probably some type of specialty match. You know what I mean? Steel Cage or whatever. You know, we're going to get a. She's going to go through the Kota Kai. And then I feel like the end game is getting to EO. I feel like EO and Rhea can have a fucking crazy good match. But that was NXT. NXT. It's fucking great. Alright, it's time for the SmackDown review. And uh, the SmackDown was okay. Better than the ones that's been the other weeks. Uh, we started off with my man, my boy, 2010 Daniel Bryan. Or fucking Bryan Danielson from the Indies. So fucking happy he cut the beard and the hair, man. He looks so much cooler. Like that. It's just such an Like I said, like I was telling my cousin. Think about it like this. 
We have Brian Danielson, 2010 Daniel Bryan. We have Rey Mysterio, the U.S. champion, and being a big deal on Raw. We have Randy Orton being one of the big feuds on Raw. We got Sheamus going back to his old look, basically to this old gimmick of the Celtic Warrior. I'm like, we got John Morrison coming back. What is going on? Dude, we went in a time machine, bro. We went in a fucking time machine. If John Cena comes back, the time portal is complete. I'm telling you right now. The time portal is fucking complete. Daniel Bryan, you know, I'm upset that the Yes Movement is back. I feel like he's beyond that, honestly. You know, I just want Brian Danielson, the wrestler, but I understand he needs a gimmick, I guess, you know. But, you know, he's basically cutting a promo on Bray saying he's going to end this shit. Miz is coming out saying he fuck with my family. I'm going to end this shit. Baron Corbin comes out and he's just like, you guys are whack. <laughs> uh, Ziggler comes out. They beat down fucking Daniel Bryan and The Miz. And, uh, you know, we got ourselves a tag team match player. You know how this shit works. Especially on SmackDown. I feel like you, you look at somebody wrong and you fucking there's like four people looking at each other weird. We got tag team match motherfuckers. Huh? Uh, we get Heavy Machinery in the Revival in a Christmas match. Uh, Mandy Rose gives uh, Otis a ham. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Otis is finally going to smash Mandy Rose. He's been trying to on uh, fucking Instagram for like 10 years. Uh, but this, uh, you know, the, the usual Christmas match. Like I said, the best Christmas match was Randy Orton and David Otungo and Randy Orton ate them cookies. Uh, but this match was okay. Uh, they did some stuff. Um, apparently the, the thing is to turn the revival into a joke now. Apparently is what I'm seeing the reports are. Uh, we got some table spots here and there. Otis is setting up, uh, do, uh, fucking, uh, oh my god, Dash Wilder. Through a table. Uh, we hit, we had a fire extinguisher. Otis gets get put through the table with a double power bomb. Ooh, ah. Uh, big suplex onto Scott Dawson. Uh, fucking Dash Wilder gets a bowling ball, tries to hit, uh, fucking Tucky, Tucky, in the nuts, but misses, hits him in the kneecap again, I'm like, that hurt either way, fucking bowling ball, uh, I feel like the Revival was showing a lot of personality in this match, which, I, I love the Revival, man, they were my top favorite tag team for a while in NXT, like, top guys, man, no flips, just fists, when that actually meant something, and now they started doing flips, but whatever, uh, they try to take out Tucky on the outside. Uh, they take a uh, super spot. Ah, this was dumb. So they destroy the ham that Mandy Rose gave to Otis. Otis sees this and is losing his mind. He cleans fucking house. A fucking explorer suplex on Dash Wilder to a bunch of Christmas trees and shit. Destroys Scott Dawson. Puts him through Legos. I, I I know people can laugh at those Lego shit, but that shit probably hurts so you like 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 they said. Have you ever stepped on a Lego? Like the Legos is no fucking joke. I'll tell you that. Fucking power slams him on the fucking Legos, takes out both guys. Now out kid comes Tucky out of fucking nowhere. They hit the compactor, one, two, three, heavy machinery wins. They get the ham back. Otis is like caressing the ham and giving it kisses. I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. He goes backstage and he hugs Mandy and Mandy is now covered in sweat. 
That's the first thing I thought. I'm like, man, you're going to ruin your dress. <laughs> uh, the Revival are trying to cut a promo. It's actually a pretty good promo so far. Saying this is bullshit. Fucking, this is sports entertainment. We're professional wrestlers. You know, giving them the usual. It's some good stuff. Elias comes out and Elias is now a babyface and whatever. I feel like I don't know the boat sailed on Elias a long time ago, honestly. But whatever, if this babyface thing works out for them. Backstage, we have Braun Strowman, and he's back, and he's angry. I know he had a back injury, but Braun Strowman's angry, like he always is. Sami Zayn is there, and he's just like, Hey, I got you for Seeker Santa, my guy. I'm going to give you a present. I'm gonna give... That did make me laugh, though. Or he told him he was going to give him some mittens, you know, for the man's. Shinsuke and Cesaro come out. I love this little group Sammy has of, like, the people that are underutilized. I think that's fucking great. And I think Cesaro and Sammy are, like, perfect for it. I wish Brian would have joined and stayed heel, honestly, and become the leader. Uh, we get a Carmelo match. I don't know what the hell I did to deserve this. You know, I just came back from almost dying. Ugh, and we got a Carmelo match. Carmelo versus Sonya Deville. I really like Sonya, man. Sonya's cool. And she lost to Carmelo, like, in, like, 50 seconds. Carmella hits Dakota Silence. Whatever. Uh, New Day theme comes out. For some reason, Carmella acts like she's never heard the New Day's theme before. She starts celebrating. It's, uh, I just I just hate Carmella. <laughs> she's so useless, bro. Like, oh my god. She's just so not needed. Uh, we get Cesaro coming out. Shinsuke coming out. And I was actually looking forward to this match because I'm telling you, Cesaro has the magical power to make any single tag team he's in fire. And these guys have been having some pretty good matches. And this match was really good. I actually really liked this match. I was very impressed by Kofi, believe it or not, in this match. Kofi had a lot more fire than I wish he had when he had the WWE title. But I feel like he was on fire, man. He was in some new shit. Uh, but it's Shinsuke taking control. Hot tag to Big E. Big E's cleaning house, taking out Shinsuke. He's about to hit the big ending. Fucking Shinsuke kicks the crap out of him. Excuse me. He runs to the corner. Big E gives him the Samoa Joe thing. Oh, that's time. Oh, they have hiccups. Ooh, Kofi dives onto Cesaro to the outside. Does this the crazy trust fall dive. Shinsuke with a big old fucking thrust kick. Uh, Cesaro takes out Big E with a big clothesline on the outside. Uh, Shinsuke and Sarasato take control. Nakamura with a big knee to a draping Big E on the apron. Both men celebrate. Big E is getting the beat put on him. Uh, Big E keeps trying to tag in uh, fucking uh, Kofi, but it is not going down. Shinsuke is about to go for the King Chasa on Big E. Uh, Big E reverses it to a belly-to-belly suplex. Trying to get the hot tag. Gets the hot tag to Big Kofi. Uh, Cesaro comes in for his hot tag. Kofi comes in like a house of fire. Big brain chop. You know, usual Kofi Kingston stuff. Clothesline, clothesline, and all that stuff. Uh, hits the cave-in. You know, the fucking double stomp to the chest. Uh, fucking about to go for the boom drop. Uh, fucking Cesaro ends up catching him. Powers him up in the air. Gives him the big old European uppercut for a near fall. And I don't know. I just thought it was a good match. Cesaro swing. 
And I love that Cesaro finally didn't do the stupid sharpshooter after the swing. He just tossed Kofi halfway across the ring after he was done swinging him. And then runs and gives him the double stomp. Made me think of the fucking uh, Real Americans. Cesaro setting up for the neutralizer. He's about to end Kofi. Shinsuke's working over Biggie at the end. Uh, Kofi reverses it to a roll-up. Shoulders almost got fucked up. And uh, New Day wins with roll-up. New Day gets the beats uh, by all three men. Out comes Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman is cleaning house. Takes them all out. You know what's going to happen. Shinsuke, Cesaro, and uh, fucking Sammy versus Braun Strowman and the New Day. I love how Daniel Bryan and, uh, and uh, Miz still hate each other. They're just talking shit to each other saying, I, I hate you. I, I've always hated you. I, I will hate you forever. Oh, fucking, they start going at it. Uh, Sasha Banks comes out with her Shetty new theme song. <laughs> I fucking hate. The, it's just the trumpets. I hate the trumpets. Then we get Android 17. <laughs> fucking Bailey. Oh, my God. I will never... Ever look at Bailey with this new haircut? Ever since people started making these fucking Dragon Ball Android Seventeen jokes, it is crazy how much she looks like Android Seventeen. It's fucking crazy. But I really like ba- Bailey. I really am a fan of Bailey as a heel, and the new character and the Rock Steam song. You know, it's basically Hollywood Rock Steam song. But I like the theme. It actually fits her well. She comes out with Dana Brooke, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I groaned. I went, fuck me. I do not want to watch this match because this is just a repeat from last week where Bailey just demolished Dana Brooke. But this actually was not bad. Bailey legit hit, I think, one offensive move and it was her finish. The headlock driver or whatever. But I thought this was a pretty good match. Uh, I thought Dana Brooke showed a lot of cool moves, a lot of her athleticism. And she, she's got some stamina on her, like. She was really fast. Like, she, I don't know. Like, I was actually really impressed by Dana Brooke. It was all for naught because Bailey ended up hitting her finish, and that was it. Uh, Lacey Evans comes out to make the save. Talk shit like Sasha, you a pussy. Uh, Sasha then agrees to a match. The match goes to shit where fucking um, they go to Lacey Evans' kid. Sasha just loves making little girls cry. Lacey Evans' little girl is fucking like angry trying to hit Sasha. It's actually pretty good heat here. Actually, I don't mind this rivalry too much. Lacey fucking tries to destroy Sasha. They start throwing bombs at each other. They start beating the crap out of each other. Then we get The Miz. The Miz. Daniel Bryan versus Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan win, obviously. Not a bad match. I like seeing Daniel was fucking also very impressive. Daniel was going in there like 100 fucking miles per hour, too. Fucking, like, Daniel Bryan seems rejuvenated now that he's back to being, you know, the American Dragon, basically. Oh, I just wish he would just have that. I wish they would just call him that. He would wear the cool ring jackets again, man. I would be in heaven. I would be in heaven as a fucking Daniel Bryan fan, honestly. But this is a good match. Not bad. It was cool kind of seeing Corbin in there with fucking, like, you know, Corbin in there with, like, Daniel Bryan. And Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler have had some amazing matches. Go back to 2009, man. For that U.S. title, that little feud they had, good-ass shit. Tell you that right now. Good, good, good stuff. But it was good to see uh, Dolph Ziggler in there. Dolph Ziggler was mad as hell, man. This guy kept trash-talking the whole match. But overall, SmackDown was meh. Like, it it was okay. Uh, The Fiend lights come out. Apparently, there's going to be a three-way between Corbin, Daniel Bryan, and The Miz. Whoever wins fights The Fiend. And I don't know. I feel like 
you should save the Daniel Bryan match for WrestleMania. Unless you got someone big for the Fiend and it's get Roman the fuck out of here. Uh but I feel like the Bryan match should be saved for Mania. I feel like I don't know, I would give it to the Miz, honestly. I would have the Miz go get wrecked by the Fiend. I feel like that'll be entertaining for all of us. But I thought SmackDown was okay. It wasn't bad. Alright, I feel like the show is running pretty long, so I'm actually going to save my top 10 for next episode. Like I said, I hope to be back to... I, I miss doing the pod, man. It sucks that my life took such a crazy twist and turn, but definitely going to go back to doing the pod. Uh, maybe I'll drop it as an extra episode or something. Once I get my list down, I feel like there's so much stuff to review for a top 10, because like I said, I would have to review fucking... AEW, fucking uh, New Japan, WWE, NXT. I would have to review all that and skimp by everything. You know what I mean? Like, I know a couple off my head I'm going to put on there. Like, fucking, I can't wait to talk about Because I'm going to talk about each one, why I chose it. You know, just 10 matches. Like, you fucking, like, you know, Tyler Bate and fucking Walter. Which I hate Walter, but I love that fucking match. Will Ospreay versus fucking Vance Archer, Lance Archer from the G1 Night 1. I love that fucking match. I even told it to fucking Lance himself when I met him that he stole the show. I, that was my favorite match of the G1. And everyone makes fun of me. But I thought that match was fucking fantastic. I loved the dynamic. I loved how, you know, Lance came out with a new look. But I'm blabbing on too much. Uh, follow the pod. Spotify. Fucking Google Podcast. Wherever podcasts are heard. Follow the pod. Whale Talks Wrestling. Uh, follow the, the YouTube channel. UUSK92 for... Pretty much everything is talked about there. Anime, wrestling, fucking video games and video game reviews. A lot of fighting game stuff there. Follow that on there. Uh, UUSK92 on the Facebook fan page. Uh, UUSK92 for everything. The Instagram, the Facebook, everything you can think of is UUSK92. Uh, the pod, you know, t- Whale Stocks Wrestling on everything you can think of. I'm trying to get push it out as much as I can. And that's it for me. I'll get you guys next time. And uh, don't take life for granted. I'll tell you that. Uh, fucking life can be taken away from you very easily. I went from being completely okay to being in a hospital fighting for my life for three weeks. So, you know, getting emergency heart surgeries and all that shit. So, fucking enjoy your life, everybody. Do, do what you want to do. You know... Definitely go follow your dreams. I know it sounds lame or whatever, but don't don't be stuck doing something you don't want to do. Definitely, you know, do shit that makes you happy. That's all I can say. But that's it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. Uh, peace out.